about that time, kitties. Listener discretion is advised. And tonight we're going to be talking about serial killers. And tonight we're going to be talking about Theodore Bundy. So, relax. Get something to drink. Something to snack on. Or pick up a book. But yeah. Tonight we're going to be delving deep. Or what we can find on the net. <laughs> about Theodore Bundy. Thank you for listening, guys. Alright, kitties. Today we're going to be learning about Theodore Bundy, also known as Ted Bundy. For some reason, women seem to be attracted to this man, and uh, this man is one of the most horrific serial killers on all the nation. Responsible for over a shit ton of murders, including uh, women and children, well, like adolescent girls. So uh, sit back, sit tight, and let the Golden Matthews soothe your yearning for learning. <laughs> well, for some reason, my damn boys. Yeah, you females are like attracted to his voice for some weird reason. And you don't hear him the way I hear him on the podcast. You guys hear his deep da- his deep ass voice on like recording through the podcast. So it's actually like what? Like I keep getting like requests for his voice. I'm like, all right, bet I'll, I'll, I'll deliver. I'll deliver. But details on his victims is thirty confessed confirmed kills. Jesus Christ. And the total was unconfirmed. I'm gonna, yeah, because God knows when he started. And according to him, before he was executed, to the person who was interrogating him before that that execution, apparently he said he had 50. I, I couldn't believe that, though, because... I could, too. Like, you know, that man was insane, but he was intelligent. He was, like, a master manipulator. He I mean, was. I mean, come on, like, from what we know from his background, people, like, they said supposedly his grandma and grandpa were his mom and dad. Yeah. I don't see why girls found that shit attractive. He looks kind of like, meh. I mean, it's preference. Yeah, I mean. Plus, from the time period he was in. He was what you call the hot. Uh, 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 excuse my standards, ladies. I'm not like that. I'm mean, all into fucking... Bundy, if anything, I was all like fucking retarded over Richard Ramirez. Yeah, I was one of those fucking idiots. Too many people are. Yeah, now I'm like into God knows what. Everything. Everything. Except Bundy. Except Bundy, because, yeah, I just can't. I don't understand how girls can be like, oh my god. It could also be a thing where you know what he's done and oh my yeah isn't there like a psychological disorder with that shit yes i'm like i can't i i yeah you know what he's done some people will still find him attractive but others will find him creepy it's just like hella wrong though it's so many aspects i mean come on okay bundy was regarded as handsome and charismatic the charismatic part might have been what got them as well. Yeah, true. He's charming. Because sure you can look decent, but that doesn't mean anything if your personality is shit. Mm-hmm. Take notes, people. Take notes. Good personalities get you farther. 
shitty personalities on YouTube jack shit. Except shitty people. Attract shitty people, get your ass ghosted, and probably, you know, all the everything else. Drive your or ass. your person who can left with a baby alone. Take notes, people. Take notes. Don't be a shitty human. Cookie! <laughs> Yeah, I decided to go get Roberto because I was craving it. And I was required to talk about Ted Buttoning, so... Yep, the females requested. And charismatic. Traits that he exploited to win the trust of victims in society. He would typically approach his victims in public places with any injury or disability or impersonating an authority figure before knocking them unconscious and taking them to secluded locations to rape and strangle them. Well, there's been noise on all. <clears throat> he sometimes revisited his victim, grooming and performing sexual acts with the decomposing corpses until purification. Sexy necrophilia. And destruction by wild animals made any further interactions impossible. He decapitated at least 12 victims and kept some of the severed heads as mementos in his apartment. On a few occasions, he broke into dwellings at night and bludgeoned his victims as they slept. In 1975, Bundy was arrested and jailed in Utah for aggravated kidnapping and attempted criminal assault. He then became a suspect in a progressively longer list of unsolved homicides in several states, facing murder charges in Colorado. He engineered two dramatic escapes and committed further assaults in Florida, including three murders before his ultimate recapture in 1978 for the Florida homicides. He received three death sentences and two trials. Bundy was executed in the electric chair at Florida State Prison in Relford, Florida on January 24, 1989. He was a lot more fucked up than she thought. Mm -hmm. I knew about that. <laughs> Did you know his executioner was a woman? All his victims were. No, I know, but he, no, the person who pulled the switch on him was a woman. That's true. I was like, yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, about that too. Didn't he have a child? I believe he did. Yeah, was one. I of, believe like, he actually had a family. Yeah. Well, like when he was. Um, That's what scares people the most. Yeah, because he, he was actually, like, the, like well, he was with somebody else. He was with somebody who ha was, like, a single parent. And she had a daughter. And, like, they were, like, a family. They were a family. And then um, when he was arrested and he was in jail or he was in prison, he married somebody else. And she got pregnant through, and she had him, like, jack off in a condom and, like, give, like, give that transfer it that way so she can impregnate herself. She actually has a kid. So like, oh, well, yeah. I wonder what she looks like. Ted Bundy's daughter. What's really worse is you don't want to be the person known as, as Ted Bundy's child. Right? You want to be like, uh... So I wouldn't blame them if they don't have any pictures shown about them. Ted Bundy's child. Rose Bundy, also known as Rosa, is believed to be the only child of the infamous serial killer Ted Bundy. She was born in early October 1982, making her 38 years old. Her mother, Carol Ann Boone, met Bundy while working at the Department of Emergency Services in Olympia, Washington. So she actually knew him before all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, 
Let's see. I mean, I don't think she would want to be, you know, like known oh, no. known as Ted Bundy's daughter. Of course. Not. Because you know, that's like oh. it's like the chick that the baby the BTK dog the BTK killer's um daughter. When, be yeah, when she found out what her dad was doing, crimes. yeah, she was so fucking like, what the fuck? I mean, because I would not only like would you have an issue of who knows how many people might try to kill you. Exactly. Um, but it would be see. a shadow that would almost be damn impossible to overcome. Very true. So I hope for her sake that she is in something else that she's proven herself. Yeah. Let me see. But I fear in some cases it could be the worst case scenario. Let me see. I'm trying to find a valid point here. Uh, she purposefully uh, maintains a low profile as the offspring of one of the most infamous murderers in modern history. It'd be difficult to lead to even a normal conversation at parties. Some speculate that Boone remarried and changed her name and is living in Oklahoma as one Abigail Griffin, but no, nobody knows for sure. Of course she's gonna, like... Go to change her. Yeah, change her name. Like, who wants to be known as the crazy person that married Ted Bundy and had his love child? Yikes. Did you ever see the Zach... Oh, yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't watch movies. Um, there's a fucking movie on um, Netflix... Like it's a it's um the Ted Bundy thing, yeah it's a Ted Bundy movie, and um really recording rude Ted Bundy in Tallahassee yeah I don't I don't see the attraction he looks like a fucking foot. I mean, a foot with a bad. A foot with unibrow. That's what it is. A foot with a. He's like a fucking toe with the unibrow. Fucking. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I don't know how women can find that attractive. No. What I'm saying is, um. It's funny how women are attracted to that kind of type of monster without, you know, really a thought process of, you know. What they actually are. What they're actually into. Like, oh my god, this man is, you know, the bee's knees. I want to have his baby. You know, he's going to be a serial. He's a serial killer, blah, blah, blah. And there's actually, uh, there is a mental disorder for women who like more serial murderers and shit like that. And, um, I don't know. I'm just kind of amazed at how people can be like that. It's amazing. You know. I'm going to read a little bit something from the victim's tab. The night before his execution, Bundy confessed to 30 homicides, but the true total remains unknown. Published estimates have run as high as 100 or more. And if they do find out that he did kill that many, he would have been the most dangerous serial killer in the world. Oh, I believe it. I mean... Bundy occasionally made cryptic comments to encourage the speculation. <laughs> Have you watched his trials? He in 1980 that for every murder publicized, there could be one that was not. 
when FBI agents proposed a total tally of 36, Bundy responded, add one digit to that and you'll have it. Jesus Christ. I mean... So that could be, according to Bundy, 360 to 369. Jesus Christ, this dude was on a roll. No, like, Think like, about how many victims then were. Yeah. Not to mention the age range of those women, though. It's why he was considered one person that you... He was considered the most dangerous in the world for a reason. Mm-hmm. You did not go outside at night anymore. No. There's a movie on Netflix. Um, Zac Efron plays Ted Bundy in it. That shit is fucking crazy. I watched it. I watched it because I was all like... All I kept thinking was High School Musical. And I start cracking up. And then, like, when the serious parts happen with the murder scenes and shit, I'm like, holy fuck. Like, who knew that Zach Efron could, like, turn the happy go lucky kid to fucking serial killer? I mean, damn. And then you think about how many were actually victims. And then how many people were not found. Yeah, exactly. There's actually, actually a book by um, Anna Rule. It's called Stranger Beside Me. Actually, she actually worked with Ted Bundy when they were doing like the suicide hotline type of thing. Like, I have the book. You can borrow it if you want. I mean, I might look into it. This shit's crazy as hell. The way I look at it though is, I have to think about it in this form. Mm-hmm. When he said add one more digit to that, it could yeah. mean one at the front, one in the middle, or one at the end. Exactly. This shit's crazy though. And My- that alone is frightening. It is. <laughs> Because it could mean he had 300 victims, or it could mean he had 100-something victims. Mm-hmm. I mean... And you would have no clue, because... He's a hacksaw on a couple of them, too. And there's no telling if he had put them through a fucking wood chipper. True. What about his, the way his um, escapes out of jail, out of, out of jail during his trials? Did we see that shit? Oh, let me read off on the escapes. Mm-hmm. Cookies, any opinions? Alright, escapes. On June 7th, 1977, Evan Bundy was transported 40 miles. 64 kilometers from the Garfield County Jail in Yale Springs to Victim County Courthouse in Aspen for a preliminary hearing. He had elected to serve as his own attorney and as such was excused by the judge for wearing handcuffs or leg shackles. During a recess, he asked to visit Horse House Law Library to research his case. While shielded from his guard's view behind a bookcase, he opened a window and jumped to the ground from the second story, injuring his right ankle as he landed. After shedding an outer layer of clothing, he walked through Aspen as roadblocks were being set up on its outskirts, and he hiked out southward into Aspen Mountain. Near its summit, he broke into a hunting cabin, stole food, clothing, and a rifle. The following day, he left the cabin and continued south toward the town of Crested Butel, but became lost in the forest for two days. He wandered aimlessly on the mountain, missing two trails that led downward to his intended destination. On June 10th, he broke into a camping trailer on Perrin Lake, 10 miles south of 
Aspen taking food in a ski parka, but instead of continuing southward, he walked back north toward Aspen, looting roadblocks and search parties along the way. Three days later, he stole a car at the edge of Aspen Golf Course, cold, sleep deprived, and in constant pain from his sprayed ankle. He drove back into Aspen, where two police officers noticed his car weaving in and out. Lane pulled him over. He had been a fugitive for six days in a car where maps of the mountain area around Aspen that prosecutors were using to describe the location of Grand Campbell's body as his own attorney. Bunny had his rights of discovery, indicating that his escape was not a spontaneous act, but it had been planned. Jesus. Let me hurt the old people. Back in jail and linked with Springs, Bundy ignored the advice of friends and legal advisors to stay put. The cases against him already weak at best was deteriorating steadily as pre-trial motions constantly resolved in his favor and significant bits of evidence were ruled inadmissible. A more rational defendant might have realized that he had a good chance of equipment to whatever the word is. And that beating the murder charge in Colorado would probably have dissuaded other prosecutors with as little as a year and a half to serve on the Dorch Convention. Had Bundy had Ted preserved, he could have been a free man. Instead, Bundy assembled a new escape plan. He acquired a detailed floor plan of the jail and a Hacksaw blade from other inmates and accumulated 500 in cash smuggled in over a six month period. He later said by visitors, Carol and Owen in particular, during the evenings while other prisoners were shown, he saw a hole in about one square foot, 0.93 meters square, between a still reinforcing bar and his cell ceiling and have and lost 35 pounds was able to wiggle through it into a crawl space above. In the weeks that followed, he made series of practice runs exploring the space. Multiple reports from an informant of movement within the ceiling during the night were not investigated. Jeez. By late 1977, in Bundy's impending trial had become cause of celebre in the small town of Aspen, and Bunny followed a motion for a charge of venue to Denver on December 23rd. The Aspen trial judge granted the request, but the Colorado Springs, where juries had historically been hostile to murder suspects. On the night of December 30th, most of the jail staff on Christmas break and nonviolent prisoners on Orlord with their families, Bunny piled books and files in his bed covered with a blanket to assimilate emulate his sleeping body and climbed into the crawl space he broke through the ceiling into the apartment of the chief jailer who was out for the evening with his wife changed into street clothes in the jailer's closet and walked out the front door to freedom. After stealing a car, Bundy drove eastward out of Inwood Springs, but the car soon broke down in the mountains on Interstate 70 and passing motors gave him a ride to Val six miles to the east from where he caught a bus to Denver where he boarded a morning flight to 
to Chicago and Woodley Wood Springs, the Doe Skeleton Crew did not discover the escape until noon on December 31st, more than 17 hours later. By then, Bundy was already in Chicago. Jesus. The man was insane, but a fucking genius. Seriously. Well, a genius ain't an idiot. Yeah. The idiot part is, he could have been a free man. He could have, but he didn't. Genius, but, because that escape plan was pristine. Maybe that's where uh, Shawshank got its uh, idea from. Shut up. <laughs> what? Shawshank Redemption, the guy, well, well, he didn't go through shit tunnels. Yeah. That was fucking crazy. It's like what five football fields worth of shit tunnels he went mm-hmm. Busted through, and then he was all like, he just steals a fucking warden suit. That shit made me laugh. Yeah, sure. And his shoes. Yeah. Hi, Joe. That was our boss, but yeah. Our direct boss. Our direct boss, yeah. He actually gave me my PTO. Yay! And my birthday's on Friday, guys, which means I'm turning old and uh, my work children are looking at me like, the fuck? You're not gonna be here? <laughs> nope. Not for two extra days. So I'm gonna be alone. I'll be recording. You need to download Anchor so I can um, invite both you guys to do like a conference call or whatever. I found out we can do that. So, you guys can download the app. Damn it. Yeah, so, like, all the crap that, you know, like he's done, all the shit that he's done, and uh, like the victims, I feel really bad for all of them. The destroyed house victims, that was really fucked up with that, with all that he did to them. Um, the most terrifying thing was over. He planned it all well. Yeah, he was, he was, he was uh, artifice when it came to like planning his, you know, who he was gonna murder or whatnot. Um, all right. Kyle Omega, survivor of Ted Bundy murders. Uh, I was asleep when evil opened the door and attacked me. January 1978, the Florida State University campus of Tallahassee was pretty safe and secure, according to Ray Crew, a member of the university's police department at the time. It was not unusual at 3 a.m. in the morning to see people walking back and forth across campus because they felt safe, he told ABC News. Kathy Kleiner was a member of uh, Kyle Omega, and was living in a sorority house in 1978 and she said her parents felt that her living at the sorority house was much safer than living at the university dormitories. Uh, being in the sorority was a wonderful part of my life and it would be living, it would be like having 40 sisters say Karen Chandler, uh, Kleiner's roommate. Across the U.S., however, authorities and residents were grappling the unimaginable news that convicted kidnapper and suspected killer Ted Bundy had escaped from a Colorado jail in 1977. 
Bundy had been charged with the murder of Karen Campbell in Colorado when he crawled through a hole of the ceiling of a cell and escaped. There was a second escape. Previously, he had jumped out from a courthouse second-story window and had been on the lam for four days. Don't be giving me this. I see inside my peripheral vision rope cookies. I see you. In the early morning of January 15th, uh, 1978, sometime between 3 a.m. and 3.15, an intruder later identified as Bundy broke into the sorority house carrying some sort of wooden club. The crew was on a routine patrol in the morning with his partner when they were two blocks from the sorority house and the call came from the radio and he said that there was officers that drove over. the fuck was that? As I stepped in the house, the girls were yelling upstairs, upstairs, and there was a lot of crying. And a lot. Top of the stairs was a girl named Karen Chandler, and she said she was down on the floor. She was bleeding quite badly from the head injuries. Um, do you know what had happened? She said there was a loud banging noise that she had heard, and she had to mention her roommate Kathy Kleiner. When he she entered, and he entered Chandler's bedroom, he found Kleiner. Her jaw was actually hanging off to one side. It was only one huge hinge on one hinge. It was still attached. She was totally incoherent and in shock. Her jaw was broken in three places. Holy shit. He'd beaten strangled Mar- Margaret Bowman and Lisa Levi to uh, death, and there was a bite mark on Levi. Oh, yeah, there was a bite mark, I think, on her breast and on her ass cheek or some shit like that. Yeah, he bit her. Um... He took the ass to a, a strange living. <laughs> yeah, he fucking... Debbie Cicerelli lived on the other side. Okay, yeah, so this is after all that. He fucking just went on a rampage. The one thing about it, too, was that he wore different disguises. I mean, there was, like, the, like, pretending to be injured. He had a plaster, a Paris cast to make it look like, you know, he was injured. He had... Um, uniforms to look like law enforcement. I think she had a pantyhose mask on. You know, like pantyhose. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, dude was pretty fucking like brutal. I mean, and frightening intelligent. Yeah. Master manipulators are like the really bad type of people to be around because you don't know like like how bad their sociopathic activities or tendencies will drive them. It's like a uh, sociolite trying to make it to the top, like she kills a queen bee and she has to take their place, you know how it is. Yeah. I'm just like, holy shit. Thoughts, opinions, comments? Peace out. Peace out. <laughs> and we hope everyone enjoyed their Easter moments with their families. And whatnot. Oh. <laughs> I was sleeping during the whole fucking day. Oh my god. I finally crashed about one something. Yeah. yeah. I crashed at two. And then I couldn't sleep. I woke up at like five and I couldn't sleep. So I was up. I only like had like a small window of like sleep. And then I got up and I'm like, fuck, I can't sleep. And then I decided I'm gonna do my makeup and do my makeup and all that jolly good shit. And I was like, now I'm suffering. I want to sleep right now, but I can't. I was fucking tired. And then all of a sudden, my neighbors would blast the hell of music to where my bed was shaking. 
surprised there was no fucking incidents around my complex because usually when it's like holidays it's always something with somebody like they're always fighting over some dumb shit or whatever i had a hero full mariachi nice i like mariachi music i mean it's how around it growing up in new mexico i mean it's better than hearing suddenly people play Fucking rock music at 2 a.m. in the morning. That's me. I'm bitches. <laughs> but I don't blast it. I mean, oh, I they blast it. Like, what kind of what kind of degree of metal is it? Is it just regular hard rock or is it alt rock, industrial, heavy metal? Doesn't matter metal? if you can hear it and feel it through the walls. No. That's true. Heavy, no, that's actually heavy. No, death. I don't know. One, three, one, a couple of genres I know. Yep. So, for you females, that was Theodore Bundy. We kind of just like covered some of the basics all that. We're not gonna get all in deep, 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 deep because if we get in that deep, 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 deep detail, we wouldn't be done talking about it. We'd be still like on uh, episode of the hundred talking about Bundy just to cover all his murders and shit. Yeah, I think so. Um, join us tomorrow as we talk about something else. We need to start coming up with more. Uh, <laughs> choicey uh, decisions or topics. The dangers of the deep web. I'm just kidding. I'm not touching that subject with a 10-foot pole.